1: Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM 89.0. I'm your host Gary Farrow. Hamilton City Council is holding a by-election in Hamilton East following the death of Councillor Margaret Forsyth. The aim of this programme, taking place each Wednesday over the next six weeks, is to allow by-election candidates to inform you, the voter, about who they are and what they stand for. The key ground rule is the candidates are allowed a maximum of 15 minutes to answer my questions. Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews, Anna Casey Cox.
3: Kia ora, thank you for having me.
1: Tell us about your background.
3: Um, Well, I have a background in public health and um, community organising, as well as a PhD, which people don't really know. And some people thought I should have put that on my um, election boards, but I didn't. So I have a PhD in organisational studies as well. Um, But I'm a real advocate for the community, um, working in the space of uh, Poverty Action Waikato, so really campaigning for um, people who are underserved in our community, uh, as well as working for the environmental um, outcomes that I think we all want for our, our future generation so uh, a community advocate um, but also yeah a a big thinker um, with a with a strong vision for um, our community for Kirikirirua in terms of um, that creating that better uh, tomorrow for everybody
1: why have you decided to stand in the council by-election for Hamilton East
3: yeah, so this was something I thought um, long and hard about, and talked a lot um, with my community and my family about. Um, but ultimately, I made the decision because I think um, our decision makers have a lot of um, they can create this better tomorrow. There's a place, a decision making um, place that we can um, that I can be at, um, and really have um, a good impact on our community. Um, You know, being on the other side and advocating um, is really important and we need to have those advocates, but I think I have a breadth of understanding of, of, you know, broad issues from, as I've said, the social issues through to the environmental issues, um, that I can be a really good uh, listener and take on board what people are saying um, and help make those really um, good decisions at the decision-making table.
1: So you think you'd be a good bridge between advocates and council?
3: Yeah, I really do. I love listening to people. I love connecting with with people um, I love trying to understand the complex issues um, and I think we are facing some really complex issues with, um, particularly with the um, impacts of climate change which are becoming more apparent to us um, so that is a, a platform that I'm really standing on is that we need to invest into our, our nature spaces most definitely um, I think there's a lot of things that we could do differently um, there's been lots of conversation about our, our management of water lately um, and I think we can do a lot better in um, how our stormwater um, is uh, managed, and our gullies can be seen to be wetlands and there's lots of possibilities in that space to just um, create change and sustainable change and just do better um, by our environment, like coping with how climate change is going to impa- impact us but also preventing um, climate change and doing our bit on the global on the global front really because it is a global issue climate climate change. Mm.
1: What has the current council elected in 2019 been doing well, do you think?
3: Oh, so, so that's something I do think they're doing well in terms of investing into nature. There's a, um, a great, um, you know, amount put forward in the in the 10-year plan, um, which is nature in the city, and I'm really excited about that because I work alongside a lot of our gully restoration projects and I see the work that they're doing, and it's largely voluntary, which it still will be. We, we we're going to need our volunteers um, completely, but there will be more jobs in that space, and we really do need people on the ground doing this work. Our weeds are kind of out of control control in our gullies and we just need to get um, you know, our Indigenous biodiversity up to that 10% uh, threshold that it really needs to be at. Um, and I also think just generally the connection with the community seems really strong in terms of the current council. Um, you know, our councillors really make an effort to get out um, and connect with people, and I really appreciate that. Uh, they're often coming into GoEco, where I work, and talking with us about transport and all the things that we have a voice, and, uh, you know, an important perspective on, um, and I really appreciate that. And that's something that I would, would add to, because I I see myself as a connector, someone who... Um, builds relationships uh, well and and listens well.
1: So you could see yourself staying involved in your current roles in the community at the same time as being counsellor?
3: To be honest I think being a counsellor is a full-time commitment, it has to be. Um, So I would carefully consider that. There's some things that I would would have to stay part of, but there's some things that I would have to let go because I think you've just got to give it your all. You've got to be there. You've got to be um, uh, responsive to people in the community when they have an issue that they want to talk with you about. I just think that's really important. It's important for our young people. It's important for all of us to believe in the processes of democracy and our our political system. They have to have the belief in it so that, they help, so that they'll vote. Um, so I want to be a councillor that inspires people to, to see that local government can make a real difference in their lives and that these people aren't just people who sit away from them, they're people that um, they can really know and have a relationship with. So, yeah, I think you have to give it your all, um, and that's what I would do.
1: What decisions has the current council made that you have not been happy with?
3: Um, yeah, that's, that's probably a bit of a, a tougher one. I, you know, you have to be mindful about um, our rates increases um, because it does have an impact in people's, especially when people have fixed incomes, et cetera. Um, however, I do think we need to, uh, you know, think about our future. So when we invest now, it's actually, um, you know, for so many years down the track and we have to look after the assets that we've got. Um, yeah, I, I would find it hard to... I guess the garden place, you know, like our central city, making that thrive and how we do that. I don't want to do another plan around how we could do that, but I think that we could be creative and support the arts, especially in terms of how we can make a thriving um, central city and make it a real um, centre place for, um, for arts and, and, you know, invest more into that space, yeah.
1: Tell us your thoughts on the controversial Innovating Streets trial on Ross Trevor Street and Ward Street in the Hamilton CBD because it's, yeah, a lot of what people are discussing at the moment.
3: Yeah. Um, to be honest, I, I think that the we have to innovate. There's no question about that. Like we're headed into you know, Hamilton's growing. We're going to, we've got so many, you know, cars um, the, the number of cars increasing um, congestion's going to get worse so there's no question that we have to innovate on our streets and we have to be creative about how they how we do that Um, so we need to have safe cycleways absolutely Um, we need to make sure that our footpaths are well maintained and accessible and I think we can create streets that are really welcoming so I, I completely support the concept of innovating streets how it was communicated, um, how people were invited to participate. I think those sorts of things could have been done better because I think people felt um, that they didn't know what was going on. So sometimes we think we communicate, um, but we don't communicate perhaps as well as, as we could. And that, that would be the only thing that I would really say about it. I think if it had been well communicated and um, like local businesses were on board with it more, I think we could have really enjoyed it all together. But I think um, that was that was the one, one thing that perhaps could have been done better. But absolutely, we need to innovate um, with our streets.
1: Do you think it was councillors' responsibility to do that um, communication?
3: Yeah, like I've said before, I think um, councillors have a really important role in communicating. Um, we... They have to be active and out there and talking with people, so yep, absolutely, and maybe um, on reflection, um, some of the councillors would say, yeah, they could have done done better in that on that in that front or on that way, but um, yeah, absolutely council 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 as well, but I think actually um, the funders of innovating streets, um, you know NZTA have to also take responsibility for that like everybody has to take responsibility for that everyone who was involved needs to take responsibility for that for how it was communicated yeah
1: what are your priorities if you were to get a seat on council
3: um so my priorities are you know i've worked in as i've said before in in the space of of poverty. I think we have um, people who really don't have a sense of belonging in Kirikirirua Hamilton now Um, so I think our community centres are absolutely vital and I include libraries as part of that. Um, We we need to make sure that people have a sense of belonging in our community and it will only be good for all of us if people have that uh, sense of connection so I really want um, that to be a strong part of what our um, City Council achieves together Um, again I've said I I really want to see a a city that commits to um, our our nature spaces, to climate action I think that's vital, it's what our young people are telling us that they really want to see because they want to have some faith that they're going to you know, that our world is going to be looked after going forward and that the, the next generations can also enjoy living here. So those, those things really matter to me and um, they something that I would really bring my voice to in, in council.
1: And that brings us to our last question, Anna Casey Cox. Why should residents of Hamilton vote for you?
3: Um, I'm a person of um, integrity. Um, I'm um, someone who uh, works hard. I'm someone who gets alongside people. I'm a I'm a good listener. Um, I'm an advocate. I'm also a, a someone who can think through things. And I think, um, as someone said to me, you, you, don't look a, you don't look a PhD off the street. So that's something that I've worked hard at and, and have achieved. And it does show a level of being able to think <laughs> and think through things. So um, all of those things um, I would bring to council and I um, think people should vote for me.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Anna Casey Cox, for coming on the 2021 by election interviews on Free FM 89.0. Stay tuned. Up next, we've got Mark Donovan. Local and independent. Free FM 89.0. Welcome to the 2021 by election interviews on Free FM 89.0. I'm your host Gary Farrow. Again, the aim of this program taking place each Wednesday over the next six weeks is to allow by-election candidates to inform you, the voter, about who they are and what they stand for. The key ground rule is the candidates are allowed a maximum of 15 minutes to answer my questions. Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews, Mark Donovan.
0: Thank you. Nice to be here.
1: Uh, tell us about your background.
0: Well, I'm uh, consider myself somewhat of a local lad. I grew up here, uh, raised a family here. I have uh, run a business here, Donovan's Chocolates. I'm not sure if you're familiar with with that business. Yeah, um, manufacturers of fine handmade chocolates. Back in the day, I've played sports here: uh, rugby, cricket, golf. I lived in the Hamilton East ward for over 25
1: years, so consider myself a local. So, that brings me to my next question. Why have you decided to stand in the council by election for Hamilton East?
0: I've reached a time in my life where I felt like it was uh, a good time to give back, a time to contribute to uh, you know what is already a good city, but how do we make it a better city, a gr- you know a great city it's uh, It's been fantastic living here, as I said, raised my children here, uh, brought up my family, I
1: love it. You would have observed uh, quite a bit of the development of Hamilton then over the last uh, 25 years. What has the current council elected in 2019 been doing well in the context of that? That's a great question and yes I
0: have seen a lot uh, of change uh, over the, the years that I have lived here. Uh, some of those uh, changes would be uh, you know, getting agreement on an environmental strategy uh, you can see uh, nicer walkways along the river uh, lots of things that have created
1: a fun place for Hamilton, Hamiltonians to be uh, here and live in yeah. And what decisions has the current council made that you have not been happy with? Uh, I think one that's
0: been reasonably uh, topical lately has of course been the Innovation Street, that, That's uh, that's certainly something that Um, left a bit of a bitter taste in people's mouths Um, when you think about uh, the road that they chose uh, given it's an access way for uh, St John's just around the corner I think maybe a more consultative approach could have been taken to that
1: How do you think the actual results of innovating streets were though? Do you think uh, lessons were learned and some positive um, uh, effects were achieved? Absolutely, I think if
0: that's one thing that you can say about this council is that they do have a very collaborative approach to to doing things and it would appear that uh, given what I've seen today where it looks like the barricades have been removed from Ross Trevor Street that uh, this council is one that works together and I'm the sort of guy that can work with anyone but I'm also not going in to council to try and win a popularity contest.
1: Tell us your thoughts on... Um, uh innovating streets specifically in terms of how it was uh i mean it was 90 percent funded by waka nzta mm-hmm. and there was a lot of public concern about the amount of ratepayer money that was going into the experiment but um the public uh, effectively didn't have enough knowledge that actually a relatively small amount of ratepayer money was being spent so um, would you say that was a misstep? Yes I would tend to agree with you. I mean one
0: of the things I've learned in business all my life is that uh, the better you are at communicating the the more buy-in you'll get from your your people or or your um, support staff.
1: Do you think the responsibility of communication uh, from council is uh, lands on the shoulders of the councillors because Obviously, there's the communications department of council and there's the council staff and there's the various social media platforms which Hamilton City Council is on. Yeah. But in the end, do you think it's a great responsibility of the councillors to communicate it? I think, in part, there's a lot of responsibility would lie with councillors. I mean, we
0: are the conduit between... Uh, ratepayers and uh, the Mayor so to speak Um, we we are there to help facilitate decisions being made Uh, I would see myself as certainly one of those people that would be advocating for delivering messages in a clear succinct way so that people do understand the
1: basics and the fundamentals Do you have a particular demographic um, a particular constituency if you got a, a seat in Hamilton East that you would want to be uh, communicating messages from to council? Do you mean within the Hamilton East ward itself? Yeah.
0: I do like the north uh, I think that uh, it's sometimes they might be a little bit neglected but that could be just a feeling of how quickly that it's expanded uh, out there uh, I also like Hamilton East I'm very lucky I've lived across multiple parts of of the ward so uh, I've worked in various different parts as well I mean our our first business was on Crosby Road, actually, in, in amongst the little dairy and fish and chip shop, which is actually now called Donnie's Takeaways, by the way, <laughs> which I think is quite hilarious because that's my nickname. Um, so, yeah, I, look, I, I would, I am not really sure what the right answer to that question is because it wouldn't bother me either way.
1: So what are your priorities if you were to get a seat on council?
0: My priorities are responsible spending. By council, I'd like to see. uh, I'd like to see more of that. I like recreational spaces for kids to uh, have fun and families to use. Um, By that though, I mean uh, good value recreational spaces, places that you know are going to allow kids to grow up to become or to start out as aspirational sports stars. Uh, Outside of that, um, I would also see. Oh, what was it, it was responsible spending um, and oh, business innovation. How could I forget that? Sorry, I'm incredibly nervous.
1: All good, fair <laughs> uh, enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. So business innovation. I believe that a, a city that has got um, economic prosperity is going to create uh, not only a healthy Hamilton, but a, a happy Hamilton, and that's one thing I very firmly believe in.
1: Uh, do you think Hamilton is already growing very well in the business sector and whether anything could be done different to to encourage that. Because, I mean, just looking out the window here, you would see um, several high-rise buildings being built as we speak um, because of increasing business activity. Um, But are are there other approaches that you might suggest?
0: I like where the city is now. Many or a few years ago, I was fortunate enough to work in the commercial arm of uh, Bailey's Real Estate, and so I got a really good look inside the CBD. Uh, One thing that highlighted to me was that our city had lost its soul, and it just felt like we'd become a little bit naff, if you want, for want of a better word. Um, I'd like to see a city centre that's vibrant, that's attracting uh, the right kind of uh, commerce. Uh, and and bringing people back to the central city to to enjoy some of those spaces in there. Uh, I'm also a, a fa- I, I do believe that the city is 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 going better now. Uh, I can you can certainly see some of the more positive changes starting to take effect. But empty buildings with signs up in them don't warrant for uh, much of a great feeling around uh,
1: economic prosperity what do you think has led people to orient themselves away from the city tower
0: the base was probably the first one um you know we we let uh, big business move out of the city and set up uh you know their offices uh, you know in the north which uh, you know obviously then took a lot of uh, uh, people that were coming into the city out very quickly I think if we could have our time again we'd probably
1: rethink that decision. Mm, Certainly. Mm. Uh, So lastly why should residents of Hamilton vote for you? What will they gain from having you in a Hamilton East Council seat? Again another
0: great question. I'm a local guy, brought up my family here. I bring governance, experience, I've traveled with my business and other businesses overseas. I've been very fortunate to go to. Some big cities around the world, and see uh, you know behind the scenes how they function, what they do, uh, I think hamilton 's got a very unique proposition to offer. We just need to wrangle that in such a way that it uh, presents itself as a place that people want to come, live, and
1: play do you could you pick a city which you 've been to and which you 've been interested in, which you think would uh, what they 've done with it? would translate well to Hamilton's situation? I can. There's two cities that are dear to my heart. One is New York, that's because
0: I ran the marathon there, and uh, that was a fantastic experience. But to your point, Brisbane is one of my favourite cities. The, the likeness of creating, uh, you know, u- utilising a beautiful asset such as a river, uh, running through the centre of the city, uh, you know, um, art used in the right, in the right way, sports used in the right way stadiums, uh, recreational facilities. Uh, I think that there's a lot of positive similarities between us and Brisbane
1: The uh, Brisbane, uh, the river through Brisbane um, that isn't particularly beautiful as well, is is, is it? It's sort of um, a bit murky but it's just the fact that it is a river that the use is, is able to be made of it
0: I agree, same with the Wangpu in Shanghai It's not a particularly nice river, but it uh, splits the city from old and new, makes it look incredibly beautiful at night, it's a great view.
1: Would you think there should be more usage of the river for transport in Hamilton uh, with the likes of the ferry which is going to be running from Puketi down the river to uh, uh, Victoria on the river and then back down to Hamilton Gardens? Um, but there's obviously a lot of potential for other uses to be made.
0: For sure. I think as a water ferry, uh, that's, that's not a silly idea. Uh, I like the fact that uh, if you could have access to the Hamilton Gardens, uh, what a great asset we've got there. Would, would more Hamiltonians use it if it was
1: available? Who knows? You'd, you'd need to test it. Thank you, Mark Donovan, for coming on the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM 89.0 up next we've got naomi pocock
0: you and the balance of time.
1: you're tuned into the 2021 by election interviews on free fm 89.0 i'm your host gary farrow again the aim of this program taking place each wednesday over the next six weeks is to allow by election candidates to inform you the voter about who they are and what they stand for The key ground rule is the candidates are allowed a maximum of 15 minutes to answer my questions. Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews, Naomi Pocock.
2: Thank you very much.
1: So tell us about your background.
2: Uh, So personal background, I have a PhD in social science. I uh, spent eight years at Peach Grove Play Centre. I have three young boys who are now all at school. And this is my opportunity to make a difference for their future uh, and I stood in the general election under the opportunities party, and this is about bringing some of that good solid policy into the local government level, um, talking about you know urban design, etc.
1: Why have you decided to stand in the council by election for Hamilton East, uh, given it is, I guess, a bit different to um, contesting the general election?
2: Yes. Uh, so I looked through the uh, Hamilton City's 10-year plan and other plans, and I was quite shocked by the lack of vision in terms of the way that we want this city to develop. It's based on more sprawl across productive farmland, which creates isolated Um, isolation in communities rather than creating heart at the centre of the city. So top stands stood on housing and housing is a big issue in New Zealand as we all know and we want cities to be vibrant and safe and sustainable and I think Hamilton's plans don't reflect that.
1: It is quite a controversial consideration at the moment that uh, people are arguing between Building up and building out. It is, it feels like sort of a 50 50 argument. How would you approach it to make people realise uh, that, in your opinion, uh, building up would work better? Yeah,
2: that's a good question. I think the thing about building up is it needs to be done well. You know, we don't want to just build up like they have in some you know, countries around the world and there's no sense of community, there's no nice amenities for people, cycleways, walkways, it doesn't feel like a nice place to live. What we do want to do is follow say for example a more European model where the building up, the centralisation of people in the city provides them with a nice attractive lifestyle uh, and for people of all walks of stages in life is really important. So when we are talking about this, what we need to be talking about it from a urban design perspective we need to be listening to those urban design experts and building the city up in a way that is going to create a nice lifestyle for the people who are living in those apartments etc
1: how do you think it's working at the moment in the cbd there is a lot of um high-rise buildings being constructed Mm. or at least four stories or Mm. higher but um, some people are finding themselves priced out of that situation as mm. well, which is obviously not the intention of people who are promoting uh, building up.
2: Mm. I mean, housing is a, you know, is a very complex situation in New Zealand and some of the issues sit at a national level. Uh, for the context of this particular discussion in terms of the Hamilton City Council, I think we do need to have a stronger plan uh, in place about how we can make the city an attractive place for those people in those apartments to live. Uh, in terms of the pricing, like you're saying about people being priced out of the market, I think that that conversation needs to happen at a national level. You know, the demand versus the supply of housing in this nation. There are things that can be done, but not so much at a city council level.
1: What has the current council, elected in 2019, been doing well, do you think?
2: Um, I think they, work, they seem to be working well together, particularly in, uh, you know, in contrast to some of the other councils around the nation. Uh, you know, I think they seem to be quite a cohesive unit, which is necessary. You know, we can have differences of opinion, but we need to be able to collaborate with each other and think creatively and you know, have those critical discussions.
1: What decisions has the current council made that you have not been so happy with?
2: Well, as I say, these these long term plans, there is a lack of vision in those. This this notion of let's just keep sprawling uh, is is not conducive to a sustainable, vibrant and safe inner city, uh, and and it's not and it's not conducive to to strong communities either. You know, so so we need to be thinking about city design. I think that New Zealand is going to be, uh, sorry, Hamilton is going to be New Zealand's future hub, as other councils longer term are dealing with things like sea level rise around this nation. New Zealand, uh, Hamilton has the potential to be the hub of New Zealand. It's also the corner of the Golden Triangle. So it's really important that we have a visionary plan for the city going forward. And there's not one in writing that I've seen so far.
1: The long-term plans are devised currently with months of negotiations and of uh, planning and of proposals. Mm. How do you think we could change the nature of conversation mm. and communication in a way that we could a uh, council could potentially achieve more from the long-term plan process
2: yes so i think you know a big part of this is the lack of engagement from citizens in the planning process um and yeah there's a lot of conversation happening and I, my slogan is less less talking more walking so let's listen to the experts let's you know Create a create a plan and then let's implement that plan. Let's not keep talking around the edges and tinkering. So a part of that is the residents' voice. That's so important, and I think they did a pretty good job recently of sending out, you know, what do you think about the city's f- future, etc. And there was a lot of engagement, which is which is great. I, one of my things is is the concept of citizens' assemblies, where you have. Uh, Representative um, selection of the population that represents the the city uh, engaging in some of these conversations um, through citizens' assemblies. They've worked well overseas, and I think that that is a good way to get more engagement from the residents' buy in. And then also, you know, their feedback and their voice, and making sure that we're including that as part of the recommendations and not just listening to, you know, the people who have the power.
1: It's complicated because people, um, you know, the majority of people don't vote anyway. Correct. So yeah. there isn't a demographic representation of mm. Hamilton already, mm. arguably the body of the council. Mm. So then to expect the public to get involved with mm. a a body which they feel doesn't demographically represent Mm. them is is an uphill battle, Mm. isn't it?
2: It is, and I think, uh, yeah, that's why the other slogan on on my billboard is vote today, because we want more people voting. We want more people having a voice in these local elections. We want more people taking an interest. We want more people feeling engaged in the democratic process, and the fact that the citizens of a city that they have a voice in that, and that is crucial. That is that is one of my number one things. So I've put it on my billboard. You know, we need people engaging and. There are various ways to do that, you know, we need council more, perhaps more out in the community and having conversations and taking that civic responsibility to engage their citizenship in the decisions that they're making.
1: Tell us your thoughts on the controversial Innovating Streets trial that happened on Ross Trevor Street and Ward Street in the Hamilton CBD.
2: Um, Can you give me some more
1: information? So that was the uh, project which took place over three months or so involving Ward Street and Ross Trevor Street. Mm -hmm. Ross Trevor Street was closed to... uh, vehicular traffic passing Mm. through so it was people using active modes of transport like bicycles and scooters Mm. and Mm. walking by foot. Mm. Um, Ward Street was still open to traffic but it was slowed down a lot more. Mm. Um, Parking spaces were removed and it was Mm. made uh, in general a lot more of a pedestrian friendly space Mm. but um, some businesses were concerned Mm. because uh, cars weren't able to park mm. right outside uh, mm. where they intend to direct their custom mm. so yeah I was just wondering um, what your thoughts on that were.
2: I mean I think it's good to trial things in a city and, and I think the most important thing in a project like that is to collect hard data so that you can then make decisions that are based on actual evidence rather than an individual's opinion on what they experienced in that space. Um, I also think that it, it, anything like this, it's not up to individual councillors to make a call because each person comes with their own biased perspective. So with anything like that, I think it's a matter of gathering the data, you know, finding out how it went, what were the impacts, and then making the decision to go forward.
1: Yes, so council are now asking for um, public feedback mm-hmm. on how the project went. Mm. Ross Trevor Street has opened back up again. Mm. Uh, a lot of the changes have been removed from Ward Street, so things are getting back to normal as they were before, mm. um, more or less dominated by cars. Mm. But people have until the 12th of July mm. to give their give their feedback. Mm. And then even then, I guess it's arguable that um, uh, Council will be able to actually act on those. Uh, that That's information.
2: right, and so that to, that comes down to your research methodology, right? Like, were they collecting the data at that time of over the trial, or are they now just asking for retrospective feedback?
1: I understand they were collecting data as yeah. well, but um, yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, I, I would need to look into in order to comment on this. You know, from a research perspective, I would need to to look into the depth of the research that took place, including the methodology and whether it was effective. Um, I wouldn't want to go either way on that at this point because it would just be based on my own personal
1: experience. Fair call. What are your priorities if you were to get a seat on council?
2: My priority is to gather together those expert voices to have those conversations around how we're going to make this city a vibrant, safe and sustainable city going forward. As I said, I think Hamilton is New Zealand's future hub and I think we need to be making good decisions now, for now and into the future, to ensure that people have a, you know, it's an attractive lifestyle proposition for people and it's not just plonking people in houses or plonking people in apartments without thinking about the wider community
1: lastly why should residents of hamilton east vote for you Uh,
2: because i'm a person who gets things done uh so you know once we have that expertise and that expert voice and that vision going forward i would ensure that it actually happened so i'm a person who you know once i get stuck into something i go crazy on it (laughs)
1: Thank you, Naomi Pocock, for coming on the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM. And thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. Hamilton City Council is, of course, holding a by-election in Hamilton East following the death of Councillor Margaret for- Forsyth. The aim of this programme is to uh, allow by-election candidates to inform you, the voter, about who they are and what they stand for. You can listen to this episode via podcast on freefm.org.nz or any of your favourite podcast platforms. I'll be back with you next Wednesday at 1pm for interviews with three more candidates. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts.